0: welcome to adhd friendly Becca, i'm noticing my hair all right so yep. just got my bangs done and they're feeling a little heavy okay i'm gonna keep going guys there's a little like tip into a little back what is it back door information into my yeah. life um takes me always a couple of days to get used to a change in my hair okay welcome bringing it back around I am Patty Blanderman. I am an ADHD coach and creator of the membership platform ADHD Friendly. I invite you to check it out, ADHDfriendly.com, for lots of resources and information and including a membership if it interests you to join where there's live offerings every month to connect you with um, like-minded people who have similar challenges where we're all learning from each other and just support you to learn what works for you and thrive with your ADHD. All right. So all about tilt in the playing field, Becca. This is episode 104. I don't even know how we went from 100 to 104. It just feels like way fast. fast. Um, I'm going to share a celebration and a tip that kind of comes from the celebration. So again, I'm tying them a little bit together again, but they're about two year anniversaries, not doing the the funfetti stuff. (laughs) Even, even the relatively, you know, Less noisy, less messy. It's still. I got a piece off the chair this morning. I was like, oh, "I'm not doing it again." Um, but it was still much better. But still, yeah. too much, too much stuff still around to oh, clean yeah. up. Yep. And then um, the main topic for today: conscientiousness and ADHD. Um, if you guys are listening to this, um, I am conscientiously <laughs> moving forward because I am feeling very scattered today. Um, but I'm hoping to be able to rein it in and pull it through. If you are listening to this, I invite you to check out my YouTube channel, um, ADHD Friendly Podcast, in case you want to check out anything I'm going to be sharing visually in this episode. So I'm going to start with the celebration, Becca. Ooh. I don't think you know that today's the day. This is ADHD Friendly's 2nd podniversary. Oh my gosh. I, I know. Because we celebrated the 100th episode and so much went into the 100th episode that when I was planning, I was like... This is the two-year anniversary, so the actual anniversary is on October 22nd, and episode four and episode five kind of bridge that. Yeah. So I'm highlighting it here a couple of days early, Um, but the, also this is the 104th episode. So because there's 52 weeks in a year, and I haven't skipped an epi- a week ever since we started. 104 is the you know 52 times two. I'm doing math. Yeah, yeah. Two-year anniversary. So two years, every single week of putting out a uh, podcast with what I'm hoping are ADHD friendly tips and information to help you thrive more with your ADHD. But it's also my second year, October 11th was my, my two year yoga anniversary. So I'm, I've always I know they're close together because I started the yoga right before I started the podcast. Uh-huh. And I have done that every single Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, since 2021, um, oh, October 11th. So two years. And that's, Those two things are so crazy for me to wrap my brain brain around because Mm -hmm. consistency is such a hard thing for those of us with ADHD. And so that leads me to my ADHD friendly tip. Okay. So when I think about what led to both of those things working for me, that Mm -hmm. I was able to consistently build up a habit around them. And for me, it's a question. And so I, I talked about this when I was talking about family traditions. Yeah. And the question I always ask myself when I'm starting something is, is this sustainable? And by that, I mean, is this something, if I commit to doing this amount or for this length of time, or for you know this long, is it sustainable? Do I feel like I can continue doing it at that level? And what I learned from the book, Mini Habits, is to keep chunking it down smaller and smaller until it is sustainable. And so for my yoga habit, it was just do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, two minutes a day. Two minutes, two minutes. That's it. That felt sustainable. It felt easy enough to start pretty much just get the mat out and sit on it and do a couple of stretches and you can put the mat away and be done. done. And on days when I'm sick or I'm traveling or I'm like thrown off my routine, I can go back to those two minutes and still check the box. Even though most days I do, you know, at least five minutes to make it count, but I don't have to. Mm-hmm. It's just the the routine that's most important. And the same thing with the podcast. When we started, remember I said, I'm going to do five episodes because I tried that... to start for years. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to do five, give myself a chance to get in it and notice what I like about it. And if it's creating energy interest, I want to keep going. Yeah. So is this sustainable is my ADHD friendly tip. When you're getting ready to start something and you're trying to establish, especially a routine, we will have a lot of energy going into something that we're starting that isn't going to show up consistently moving forward. Yeah. So we might be like, I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to run a mile and I'm going to do it every single day without fail. Maybe but more than likely you're going to go run your mile. And then the next morning, you're not going to feel like it. Right. Or two or three mornings later, it's going oh, to be like, ah. Oh. So if you put some structure around it, you're much more likely to sustain it. If you ask yourself that question and say, I is this sustainable? That. And notice any resistance. So I have some um, little bullet points for why this is helpful. It's the sport. It's the it's sports. It supports realistic expectations. Mm-hmm. So you're literally checking with yourself. Is this realistic to expect myself to do this? Same thing, like when I talked about the family routines, Mm -hmm. the the different traditions, when I was thinking about introducing certain things to my kids, even if it was only once a year, I would literally be like, is this sustainable? Would I want to do this every year or would I find myself dreading it every year? So, So it supports making your expectations realistic. It reduces overwhelm. So you're not setting this bar that you're just trying so hard with all of your energy and effort to reach. It reduces that overwhelm. It focuses on manageable steps. So just like the two minutes, Monday through Thursday, just two minutes. That's manageable. It encourages consistency. Consistency is key. Remember with ADHD brainwiring, we are consistently inconsistent. So anything that we can do consistently is like magic. So it encourages consistency. It addresses potential burnout. Now I have to say, even right now, like I'm having a, a little bit of a lull in my yoga routine. I told you guys, I I hurt my, my shoulder and it's, I've been doing like a modified routine and I've just lost a lot of the strength I built up and the flexibility. And it's really kind of draining my energy to get back into it. Mm -hmm. And I'm noticing that. So I'm like kind of intentionally thinking, what else do I need to do to spice this up and make it interesting again? So that burnout is key. Um, It accommodates ADHD variability. So remember our symptoms vary day to day, We do something once people are like, okay, I know you can do it. I've seen you do it, but then we're not able to continue bringing the executive functions to that task to continue doing it. Uh So this accommodates that because you're asking yourself, is this sustainable? And if we're really asking ourselves that question without judgment and we say, trust yourself, right? So if you're like, "Mm, I feel like it should be, well, okay. But is it like, are you really feeling in your, in your core? Yeah, absolutely. There's no resistance. I'm absolutely confident that this is something that I'm going to be able to do and then try it out. Give yourself a chance to plan B. And if you're like, oh, that's interesting. I thought I was going to be able to get a run a mile every day. That just felt so obvious. Maybe then we adjust and like, yeah, you know what? Maybe the goal is to put on your running shoes every day. And maybe certain days a week you go for a jog or you, you know, run for, you know, set a time or a distance. I run to the mailbox, whatever it is. And then last, it promotes self-compassion. So sustainable habits emphasize self-compassion because they acknowledge progress, no matter how small it is. So even if I'm only doing two minutes of yoga every day, four days a week, mm-hmm. over time, I've strung together two years of that routine. And I, I still you know, kind of have a hard time wrapping my brain around, that's like magic to me that that mm-hmm. could ever have happened. And it's only because I made it sustainable from the start. So that's my tip checking in with yourself to see if it's sustainable. Great, right, quick break, Becca. We're gonna have a quick commercial break for a word from our sponsors. Hello friends, I'm ADHD Friendly Girl. Are you overwhelmed, unmotivated, run down? Do you stop before you start? The answer to your challenges can be found at ADHD Friendly. ADHD Friendly is where we where we make the doing easier. Join ADHD Friendly today and start tilting the playing field in favor of your ADHD brain and start thriving. ADHDfriendly.com where intention meets action. All right. We're back. So the topic for this week's podcast is conscientiousness in ADHD. So I was inspired to talk about this from a psychologytoday.com article called The Conscientious Path. Okay. And In that article, it states, developing conscientiousness can lead to greater personal growth and overall well-being. And research shows that conscientiousness predicts many significant positive outcomes in life, and that includes better health, better relationships, better job performance, and better school outcomes. So here's here's what really resonated with me. All that sounded great, (laughs) but what does it mean to be conscientious? What does it mean? So I'm going to tell you what it looks like. These are the words that describe someone who is conscientious. And I want you to think about this in the context of ADHD brain wiring and the challenges that come with ADHD. Someone who is conscientious is dependable, diligent, disciplined, goal-oriented, hardworking, orderly, persistent, prudent, responsible, self-controlled, and well-organized. Okay. That almost felt cruel when I read it. Cause I was like, are you literally taking the challenges of ADHD and flipping them to the opposite end of the continuum for <laughs> each of those and saying, okay, well, well, but if you have all of these, you're going to be uh, able to have better health and better job performance and better relationships. And, but there's a, a, literally a lot of the areas that we challenge with when we have ADHD. So that can sound automatically inattainable. Yeah. If you hear that. Common challenges for people with ADHD are that we're disorganized. <laughs> so, not well organized. <laughs> we're impulsive. We're distracted. We have weak time management skills or we're just time blind. We can be inattentive. We can be forgetful. We have low frustration tolerance often. And we have difficulty starting and completing tasks. We have good intentions often. Mm. We have really, like, we really want to follow through on what we're promising. We want to do the things we say we're going to do and finish the things that we intend to. But the challenges with our brain wiring often create a lot of obstacles to us being able to do that. So if conscientiousness is such a strong indicator of positive life outcomes over your lifespan, what can we do to strengthen our conscientiousness? So, you know, me, I'm not just going to give you information. I'm going to give you some strategies that I found in my research that can help build this skill. Just like we can strengthen our executive function skills, we can strengthen our conscientiousness. Right. I want to. I, I want to be really honest here. It's not easy because we're literally trying to strengthen the things that are impacted by ADHD. So I want to be um, mindful of that, so that you know I don't want you listening to me like, "Yeah, that's great, Patty. Thanks a lot for nothing." You know, like because I, I get that what I'm going to be highlighting here can be challenging. So if support is needed. That's something else I'm going to talk about is how to maybe partner and get some support. So it's not just you in, you know, your own little like world trying to do these things and and push them forward. If you need some support where you can find it. All right. So the first is to set clear goals. So I'm going back to my yoga example. My goal was to do yoga two minutes a day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I made it really clear, really actionable. I found videos that I could watch and ones that interested me. And I tracked progress on my wall calendar, my big X's on the wall calendar. Um, and these are all highlighted as ways to make your goals really clear. So you're not only remembering what you're committing to doing, but you're seeing your progress. There's little X's across every month. I still, I still do it every Monday through Thursday is very visual and reminding me up oh, And that way. Like when I ready for the day, if I get to my office and that little box can't be crossed, I'm like, ah, because that did happen a lot in the beginning where I had to like, oh. you know, make more prompts to remind me I need to do my yoga. Okay. So that's first Set clear goals. Number two, strengthen your time management. So this is important if you have ADHD and any level of time blindness or impact on your ability to estimate how long time, how much time things take. Um, using analog clocks is one of my favorite strategies to just with ease support. How much energy you have for things, because you're not having to do that mental math, trying to calculate and hold it in your head. It's just, you look at the clock, you can see what time it is, how much time you've been doing something, how much time you've left. Um, create a routine or a schedule to stay on track more easily. The other benefit, that, uh, benefit of that is you make less decisions. So supporting time management supports other executive functions because you're literally putting structures in place to help cue you to how much time you've been doing something, or if you need to leave, which is allowing you to make less decisions because you've already did it with the timer. Oh. Number three, organization, another area that we struggle in, right? It's another executive function skill. So this is for external. So I'm not going to talk about like kind of how we can get disorganized in our thoughts and mm-hmm. talking about concrete external things. Um, some of the Easy ways to begin are to define homes for things. So a lot of our clutter comes from things not having a defined home. We just, it's like a future decision. It's like we'll put it here because I don't know where I want that to go. Yeah. And then things just get stacked up and it's kind of pushed to our future self and that isn't really supporting us. So make a home, decide what the home is and put a label on it. And we mm-hmm. say if you put a label on it, you're less likely to put something in there that doesn't line up with what you labeled it. Love a label. Um and then maybe decide a good time. If you put some structure around, I'm going to tidy up for three minutes a day, set a timer and then just go around and you know pick up laundry or collect dishes or you know walk around with a trash bag and collect trash. If you get into that habit of, you know, the mini habit of doing something in the structure that is sustainable, right? So is it sustainable? It can literally make a difference because you're able to make progress over time. All right. Another tip is self-reflection. So self-reflection, this boosts conscientiousness by fostering a sense of accountability. So it could be as simple as journaling at the end of the day to reflect on any decisions you made or actions you took or didn't take. So you're noticing what worked and what didn't work. And it also grows your metacognition, which is one of those really important executive function skills that allows you to be aware of your own process, what you're doing yourself. So you're kind of observing yourself from that bird's eye view. Me- mm. <laughs> I started saying meditation and mindfulness together. Mindfulness is another thing to strengthen, to strengthen your conscientiousness. And the quickest, um, most common example here is meditation. That can be really hard for us, for us with ADHD, because it, it can feel really uncomfortable to try to, you know, force your brain to focus on something. So maybe, um, finding like a walking meditation or a very short one or two minute meditation, something that you can start with instead of like, I'm going to sit and meditate for 15 minutes every day. If you can do that, great, but you may not be able to sustain that. So is it sustainable starting really small? Um, Another one is commitment. So following through on things, nurtures your dependability and diligence. And one of those things goes back to my, is a sustainable. So it could be even like, I'm promising I'm going to do this. My example would be mailing package. Mm-hmm. And I may be like, yes, yes, I'm going to get that to you. But in reality, I can already feel the resistance when I'm saying it. So I would feel like I am not the person to mail that in. <laughs> so it might be, I'm going to elicit some other help yeah. to help, you know, I, maybe I can box it up and label it as I've shared that works for me and then outsource the mailing of it. But not committing to things that are really difficult for you to follow through with could be that part of that commitment, like noticing, like, what could you commit to that you could be able to follow through with? So you're not committing to things that you can already feel some resistance, um, healthy habits. So sticking to your plan to eat exercise or sleep, what I call the big three can cultivate perseverance and discipline and perseverance in If you take the via character strength survey, via character.org free survey, rate your uh, 24 different character strengths in order from strongest to weakest. You have all of them, but a lot of us with ADHD, perseverance is way down on the list. Mm. Not because we don't have it, but because it takes a lot of other strengths to make perseverance show up as a strength for us. So what I like about that is if you're nurturing healthy habits, you can cultivate that because you're strengthening your perseverance, your ability to continue to persevere, despite you know, you're know, you putting structure and you're making decisions that are supporting you to be more disciplined because you're eating, you're sleeping, you're exercising. Those things are all giving your brain what it needs to function more fe- effectively. And it's supporting you in everything else that you're doing. Okay. Modeling. I love this one. So observing and emulating other people who have conscientious behaviors. Oh. I always say, I don't know if I've said this out loud to you or not. I am always drawn to people as friends who have something that I need to learn. And it was really something that when I first made that realization, it was probably 15, 20 years ago. And instead of being uncomfortable by it, I just noticed like, oh, I have something to learn here. And what is it? And one of my best examples, I, I have a, a girlfriend who is genuinely one of the kindest people I've ever known. And I'm a nice person. Like, I don't mean to make it sound like I'm not nice, but it takes energy for me to exert, like, like to say that I'll go mail that for you. I'll run an errand for you. All yeah. of that takes energy. I don't get built up by that. I have to kind of look at what's going on in my day make sure I have the energy to do it, to do it. where somebody that, kindness is their top strength they are energized like i get energy from being kind but it takes energy to be kind and like kind of go out of my way yeah. to do these things and so i i remember literally watching her in her small kindnesses and thinking which ones of these could i incorporate yes, into me into what i feel like i could sustain not expecting myself to kind of like do like the over, you know, reaching gesture of I'm gonna gather all these little things. I'm gonna make a really cute little basket to say thank you and I'll write the nice thank you, yeah. the most beautiful thank you note in the world. And I'm gonna deliver it and I won't do it. But maybe I could write a box, you know, I bought a box of thank you cards so I'd have them on hand instead of having to go to the store. It was like you know, kind of setting myself up to be more kind when I had the ability to do it instead of needing to do all these things before I could do that small kind gesture. So modeling, observing other people who have that conscientiousness so that you're seeing what they're doing and just noticing what parts of what they're doing feel possible to you that you might be able to incorporate into what you do yourself. And last but not least is um, positive reinforcement. You know, I'm all about rewarding yourself. This is hard work. This is literally focusing on a lot of the areas that are weaker when we have ADHD. So reward yourself, create motivation to continue by identifying like okay, if I do this kind act, if I am focusing on one of my big three self-care things of sleep, exercise, uh eating nutritious foods, whatever it is, reward yourself. Identify, okay, if I do my 2-minute yoga every day, I'm on Thursday I'm going to do this or if you, know, you need a reward every day, identify like I always say, like, turn the things you give yourself anyway into rewards. So maybe you enjoy watching your favorite TV program. Maybe it's okay. After I tidy up for three minutes, I then I get to watch it. Yeah. So you're still doing the things, but you're just structuring it differently so that it turns into the thing you were going to do anyway is now a reward. So it can feel different. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. All right. So improving conscientiousness requires conscientiousness. And that's kind of the, the frustrating part about yeah. this. Um, so I talked about at the beginning of this, if you need some assistance in doing this, ask for help. So whether it's family members, friends, um, even if you have a therapist or that would be a route that would support you or a coach, um, if your intention is to build this up and you aren't quite sure how to go about it, or you need that accountability, look for that support for where you can get it. Start small and pick one area to focus on. So I shared a lot of tips there. Please. Please please breathe, set realistic expectations, ask yourself if it's it's sustainable. give yourself the the self-care gift of focusing on one area. I shared nine areas and, and some of them had multiple areas within them. Those are all possible areas to begin. Allow yourself to pick one that feels sparkly or that it's already kind of connected to something that you value or something that you know you've been intending, whatever it is, whatever resonates with you energetically, that might be the place to begin and remember, make it fun, make it interesting, gamify it. If you can look for ways to be pulled into it instead of you just like, Oh, it's one more thing I need to do. It could be, "Mm, this is what I get to do. Shift it from have to, to want to, and then um, create a routine. So my example that I thought of when I was planning for this was maybe if I'm trying to strengthen my Mm self-control, instead of expecting myself, like, I know this comes up a lot in my coaching sessions. And I have a lot of clients that, you know, are very pulled from their focus from their phones. So it might be, maybe you put your phone out of reach when you're trying to write an email or you delete social media apps from your phone. You can still go on them on your computer, but you're not going to have them like constantly distracting you you. around you. Or maybe um, every week you clean out your car. Like you're just like, you know, it's Sunday afternoon. I clean out my car. I take a trash bag outside. I just empty out, you know, all the things that have accumulated, bring the things inside that need to come inside, whatever it is. You just kind of reset the car. Pick one thing and just notice what it gives you to do it. Track it, reward it. Start from where you are to build beyond so that you are tilting the playing field and starting to thrive with your ADHD. All right. Was that an interesting topic for you it was. Like to get a little bit more about conscientiousness? I actually really did. I found all of your little strategies helpful as well. So ah. I'm going to give us some a try. Quick recap. I started with my celebration, which led to my tip for this week. And that is asking yourself, is this sustainable? It's going to tie to conscientiousness too. So if you ask yourself, if you're going to implement something, is it sustainable? Really notice if you feel any resistance, that's the place to tweak and bring it down a notch, right? Keep making it smaller until it's like, yeah, there's no way I couldn't do that. That's what we want to get to. Um, if you try this tip, if you ask yourself, is it sustainable? Please post an episode 104. want to hear your experience with it and how it goes. And then we talked about conscientiousness. conscientiousness. It's such a long word okay. and ADHD. Um, again, if this is something that resonates with you, if you, have an example of someone that has modeled some part of conscientiousness that has worked for you to incorporate that, or you've partnered and found some support to help build that strength in yourself. We all learn from each other. Please post episode 104. We'd love to hear your experiences and what works for you. Next week, I'm not sure, but I might be talking about, I'm calling it this week with ADHD. Ooh. Where I'm just sharing what I'm reading, what I'm exploring, what I'm exploring, (laughs) what I'm I'm thinking about. I've been playing with this idea for a while and I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to lean into it and do it. So that might be coming up next week. That's it for now until next time. Tally ho.